Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Tiffany Paulson, and she played Susie Donaldson in Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Hey, Tiffany, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Scotty. Thank you for having me today. Not a problem. So glad to have you on. I know uh, I asked, uh, I know you were interviewed with uh, Greg Gilbert from Python's Paradise um, at one point. And uh, he, uh, and I asked him, I said, what's the best way to get in touch with uh, Tiffany? Because I want to have her on my show. And he's like, try Facebook. And I'm like, that's what I'll do. And it worked. And here we it are. Worked. What would we do without <laughs> Facebook? <laughs> exactly. So I'm so glad to have you on. Um, so the first question I got for you is, uh, how did you get your start into acting? Oh, my gosh. How did I get my start? I just, uh, you know, I always wanted to be an actress from being so little. And when my I was from a very tiny town, when I graduated high school, I literally jumped in the car and I moved to Seattle. And the first thing I ever auditioned for was a national McDonald's commercial and I got it. And I was like, Oh, well, this acting thing is pretty easy. (laughs) And then I waited tables for the next, you know, year and a half and took (laughs) acting classes. But I I just jumped in right after, right after high school or right, you know, right around that time. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we know that you're part of a Friday the 13th part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. So what was your audition like for that movie? Oh my gosh. Well, it was many auditions. It was my first big, like I said, I was right out of high school. It was my first big studio movie and it was uh, in Vancouver. So that's why I was, you know, local in Seattle. And we, ha- I had an agent in Vancouver and would, was driving up there for auditions at the time. What I, the linchpin for me, I think probably getting that part was, my boyfriend at the time was named Jim. And if you remember, my, my boyfriend in the movie yeah. was named Jim. And when I had to do that scene, he was out in the hallway and I had to like be calling for Jim, you know, like the whole thing with Jim was very real to me. And he had driven me up to the audition. So I think it, it helped to have my boyfriend hiding out in the hallway yeah. at the time. Uh, and, then, and then it was just callback after callback. And uh, then... Uh, Got it. It was my, my first big studio movie. Nice. And it, it's it's amazing because Friday the 13th has really been this like cult following. It's this it's so iconic in the slasher and horror industry. It really is. I had no idea. I, I I had no idea I was joining such an amazing legacy and that here we are all these years later. And I still, while I'm talking to you about it, I still get <laughs> fan mail. I get things sent to me. I mean, I say this all the time horror fans are the absolute best fans in the whole world. They're so loyal and just the most awesome people. I've met so many fantastic people because of this, you know, 15 minutes in this, in this movie right. <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, like I said, I know you were interviewed with Greg Gilbert and he actually uh, told me to ask you about this question. Cause you uh, talked about it on his show. Um, and he said, it's a really interesting story, but you had, you had a death that was, was supposed to be a little different in uh, this movie um, than what you actually had. So can you tell us and elaborate on what this original death was supposed to be? Sure. Well, my scene for those who maybe haven't seen it you know we my, my boyfriend and I at the time we were on a boat and this movie shot in it was like January or February in Vancouver it was freezing cold and originally in the script 
Susie was supposed to run from Jason and then do what most normal people would do. If you were being chased by a killer on a boat, you would jump overboard, but it was again, freezing cold nighttime. They were like, we'd have to bring in a stunt double the whole, you know, shoot in the water. It just got really complicated and expensive. So the brilliant, you know, studio executives went, aha, wait a minute. We've got a really cheap solution that would make no sense for a girl about to be murdered. But what if she just hidden a little box inside the boat? <laughs> so that scene was rewritten. Nice. So um, ha- like when you um, had your, like you filmed your death scene, how was that all like filmed and prepped? Like how did they prep you for him to stab you in the chest like that with that spear? Well, uh, it, it was many different versions of that shot. They're, they actually had the, they built a little box um, that I was crouching in that they got the, 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 the front, you know, wide shot on. And then for the, for the real murder, I guess, when, when Jason is standing over me, I was actually, they recreated this boat. We shot it in a, if I remember correctly, it was like an old school building and they, they built this entire boat set inside a school. So it was very realistic from going, you know, going out the window, running down in that, that little hole that I ended up hiding in. Um, they had me down. It was very tiny, very cramped. And I, Rob, the director was like, okay, you know, scream for your life, which I had to do in my audition. And I had, I guess, done a pretty amazing scream, but for whatever, for whatever reason, I could not get, I was screaming my lungs out, but could not get the, the scream that Rob wanted. And so they would close the door and they action, and then they would open the door and the camera was there and it was like, ah. and then I can't, you know, it was probably the fourth or fifth or sixth take. They closed the door, I'm in the dark and they opened it. And there was Kane Hodder, who was like our amazing Jason in full makeup with the spear gun standing over me when I, I wasn't expecting it. And it was the, ah! so the, the flailing, <laughs> freaking out, you know, about to die scream was that take that he was right over me with a spear gun in my face. Nice. So did they uh, like build, they built a body cast, I'm assuming for your, uh, your yes, story. I never even saw that torso until I saw it in the movie theater with everyone else. <laughs> so yeah no that was not my middle that got uh. (laughs) that's awesome though and uh i mean kane hodder obviously played jason in what like four movies um so what was it like working with him he was fantastic he's just such a lovely genuine guy and i still you know i know fans think he was the best jason uh maybe for everything that i've heard I may be yeah. a little biased, but, you know, he just brought so much to a role that you would think would be very wooden and not a lot of variation. And I think he is was such an amazing Jason. And just as a, a person, I found him so lovely and warm and, and sweet and helpful. Um, yeah, I'm, all, all of my my memories of him then and, you know, the last time I saw him, which I believe was a couple of years ago when I did my did my one and only uh horror convention (laughs) (laughs) that he was there i think he's fantastic so would you plan on doing any more conventions you know i don't think so i wanted my uh sweet horror manager mikey who i adore so much had been calling me over the years please do one you've never done one please do one and i was like oh my gosh i was barely in this movie for a few minutes no one's gonna stand in line um, and he's like, but you've never done one. And so this, you know, you're a hot commodity. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, to his credit, he just worked it and it and it turned out that I had 
this free weekend and it, it really sounded fun. And my friends, Barb and VC Dupree were, Barb was going to be in from Australia. So it just seemed like a really more than anything, a fun time to go hang out with people that I really enjoy. So I did that one um, in Atlanta, the days, awesome. of the days of the dead. That's and there awesome. were plenty of people waiting in line to get, you know, to get pictures <laughs> yeah. and bring things for me to sign. So it, it was actually a really great time. That's awesome. I did interview Barbara and she's so sweet. She is so amazing. Yeah, she's the best. She's, she's really awesome. Um, so Rob Heaton, he directed the movie. So what was it? Uh, how was he as a director? Uh, he was lovely. I believe it was Rob's first feature uh, directing. He was from he was a writer. Uh, and I, you know, there's always a lot of pressure on on first time directors and are being given a beloved franchise to, you know, to continue, not kill the franchise and, you know, hopefully make it even better. Um, he was a, you know, he's a, he was a dad and I, and I, I was very young doing that movie. Um, and I just found him, you know, just very sweet and considerate and lovely and just wanting to, you know, do what he needed to do to get the best performance out of me. Just like really warm. Um, yeah, that whole production, I, I, I had such a great time on it. Everybody was lovely and, and Rob was super sweet. Awesome. So what was the best part about filming Friday the 13th part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. And what was the worst? Hmm. The worst, what was the worst? You know, well, I mean, if I'm being really honest, um, there, you know, for anyone that has seen the movie, I did have to take my top off. There's a side, you know, the side shot and Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, small town girl, pretty conservative town. Um, you know, but at the time my agent was like, look, Jamie Lee Curtis, like this long list of, of really successful actresses that got their start in horror movies and, you know, kind of said it's, it's paramount. Everything's going to be handled with the utmost professionalism. And, uh, (laughs) so, you know, so I'm sure that that was the little, like, oh, maybe this is a little uncomfortable. And then, you know, it, it was fine. Um, you know, the best for me was, it was, like I said, it was my first big studio movie. And when you're an actress auditioning for movies and, you know, 99.9% of the time you don't get cast in them. Right. Uh, for me, it was, it was real. It was a real breakthrough moment for me. It proved that, oh my gosh, I can, I can get cast in things. I can work in the business. And, and it was, it was really encouraging to get, to get to work on a movie of that, you know, that kind of status yeah. at the time. That's awesome. And I have been a fan of yours, uh, you know, ever since I saw the movie, I've been watching the movie since I was six or seven years old. And <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you're in it for 15 minutes, but like when I first saw this movie for the very first time, like I was young. So I'm thinking that like, when you died, like you and your boyfriend in the movie died, I'm like, Oh my God, like I couldn't believe it. I was like, cause like I, you know, I'm a kid and I, I, I really, I mean, I thought you did it, like as I grew up and got in the acting industry and everything I like watch it back. And I think this movie is so underappreciated. I I mean, you did such an amazing job. And oh, that's I, so sweet. You know, I, think did, I think you did an absolute phenomenal job. Um, and I always laugh at this, like when Jason's like bringing down the thing, because it's like, is he toying with her? Is he like doing a super slow oh, and then get her? <laughs> well, we and we did we did bring him back to life. We were the ones that yes. brought him, you know. So yeah, without without us, there would have been no 
part eight. <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing is, um, with uh, like with the way it ended, it really worked with the continuity with the way part seven has ended, you know, with Jason being back down in the lake and then they resurrected him again. And of course, they have to use the lightning to restart that. I use the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So um, what, do you have like any memorable moments or stories about filming Friday the 13th part eight? You know, I think just kind of the ones that I shared with you already, you know, changing that scene, um, having to get my good scream out, um, you know, the, the probably the scariest moment for me of that whole shoot is when it is was my close up and Jason takes a spear gun and it, and it almost you know, it's right to the side of my face. Oh, yeah, We did when we were getting ready to do that shot, it was a spear gun and it was set very close to my face. And it was like a wood paneling wall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a young actor, you're just like, I don't want to do anything that's going to cost anybody money, mess anything up, yeah. slow anybody down. Uh, but they were like, okay, we're going to shoot this into the wall and it's really going to mess up the wall. So we'd like to get it in one take. Uh, so the, the spear gun into the wall was so close to my head and so loud that I actually think that's my best reaction in the whole scene because it's so real. It was like, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so that, that was a little startling, surprising. It, it definitely, like when I, every time I see that, I'm like, ooh, that was really close. And you can hear it zip by. It's loud. Like, no, it, it goes through. <laughs> it goes through. And I think you even mentioned that even in the Crystal Lake Memories documentary as well, that story. And that, like, oh my gosh, like that, you can, you can hear it whizzing by. Like, you know that that's, that's not like, you know, a prop item. Like that's wasn't, just- No, right it wasn't a rubber- a rubber arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we know that this movie, it doesn't, they're not in New York for a whole lot of the movie. Like it's most of it's on the <laughs> boat and then they're in Times Square for a brief part, but most of it's Vancouver. So yep. do you have any like personal thoughts on the film not taking place in New York city? And do you wish you're like, it could have been in New York city. Well, I think it would have been amazing had it been in New York city. I think it would have probably cost them three times as much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there wouldn't have been been the budget. You know, I do know that that's a controversy that fans discuss, mm-hmm. that it really doesn't feel as New York as perhaps it could have or should have. And yeah. I, you know, I'm somebody that's a filmmaker now being on that, this side of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to agree with that. I think, you yeah. know, it, it definitely does. It, it does feel like Vancouver for, yeah. for a good portion of that. But, you know, what are yeah. you going to do? Everything shot in Vancouver and Toronto. Absolutely. And, and that's when I was younger, like I wish I would have it would have all been in New York City. But again, like you said, you're a filmmaker. I'm a filmmaker. I know how much where money comes into play. And would you rather, you know, make it look like New York and pay less or, you know, you know, what I mean, it, it, money is a big part and making movies is not cheap. It no. really isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not cheap. So a lot of people like they they understand. They're like, we wish it was in New York, but do you realize how much money that would have cost? What they were what they were writing for Madison Square Garden and the Empire State Building and all that stuff. Like it would have it would have cost them an arm and a leg just to get yeah. those shots. It, it would have been great, but it would have cost too much. So last question I got for you is all about you. Uh, do you have any projects or social media accounts or websites that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audiences? 
Uh, oh my gosh. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm doing a ton of things right now. I'm really fortunate that I'm working so much. Uh, I just uh, got, like, I think I told you before we jumped on that I just got back yeah. from Boston. I have my new movie with Emma Roberts. Just today's actually the last day of filming. I had to come home a little early. If, um, you know, my big movie I'm so proud of is Holiday. It is on Netflix. You can still see that with Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey. It was like, I don't know, it was the number one movie on Netflix for I don't know, two or three months last year, did really amazing for them. It's really fun, romantic comedy, not for kids. Uh, I'm writing and directing now. I'm just developing so many things. Um, so I'm really excited about all of that, getting ready to direct a movie for Netflix and doing another one for HBO Max with Sabrina Carpenter. So I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm a busy girl. I would love if anyone wants to follow me. I know Instagram, I'm trying to be better about my social media, but it's just the <laughs> Tiffany Paulson on Instagram. And uh, yeah, then I have my little website if anybody wants to check it out. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much, Tiffany, for joining me uh, this uh, evening. Well, thank you, Scotty. It was so great to meet you. Good luck with yep. your move. <laughs> thank you so much. I know, like uh, we were talking about before, I am in the process of moving. So uh, I'm excited about that. I really am. It's fun I, And it's funny because I just got off the phone with Comcast earlier to set up my stuff. And they said, what's your address? And I gave them my address. said, where are you moving to? And I gave them my address. Like, oh, you're, you're going on a whole uh, cross-country spree right next door. <laughs> just a bigger apartment. <laughs> just a bigger apartment. <laughs> it's still, you still got to pack everything up. Well, good exactly. luck with all of that. Well, it was you. so nice to meet you. It's nice and to meet you, too. Thanks. Thank you so much. You have a great rest of your day. Okay, right? you too. Thanks. Yep. Take care. Yep, bye you bye. too. Bye.